0: You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast.
1: Yes, welcome back to another team preview. We're smashing through these previews at the moment. If you've missed any of them, go back, have a look. But today we're covering the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, very popular team that have done a lot of movement in the offseason. I'm your host, the Supercoach Brain, and I'm joined, as always, by the Supercoach Matrix. Maddie. are you excited or as excited as I am about this Bulldogs lineup, because there's plenty happening.
0: Yeah, it's a team that I could spend probably 45 minutes talking about, like,
1: I wish that we could have
0: absorbed the Dragons podcast and <laughs> not done that one and just talked about the doggies. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot of moving parts, but I think they'll be better.
1: Yeah, there's St. George Illawarra Bulldogs are definitely, uh, they're in a good spot this year. <laughs> so, um, mate, what we'll do as always, is we'll talk through the gains and the losses for this squad. I don't have the full book because, honestly, you could probably write a novel on the amount of player gains and losses this squad has had.
0: Yeah, text Gus, see what he's up to. Um, I'm sure he's got a list there So Maybe we can
1: get him on the pod. Maybe that's yeah. a good option.
0: Yeah, so let's what try I'll, it.
1: What I'll do is I'll talk through the um, relevant super coach movements. So Farmanu Brown, who was good at the Tigers last year, he's moved on. <laughs> he's on a one-year contract. Um, good at the Tigers doesn't mean much, but uh brandon clark your mate who you're going to touch on later he's uh he's over at the bulldogs this year andrew davey from the Sea Eagles, who i know they're very high on uh has come across now that the big name villiami kickout who will we'll cover has come across from the Penrith panthers on a three-year contract which is four-year contract sorry is, is very exciting very appropriate to crack a team to that name uh reed marnie has come across from the eels on a four-year contract we've got franklin Pele, we'll talk about we've got hayes Perham, we've got uh, Ryan Sutton as well coming across from the Raiders. So there's a lot happening here with the Bulldogs. They've lost Corey Allen. They've lost Matt Dury, who I know a lot of high on. I don't know too much about him personally, but I've heard a lot of people talking about him. They've lost Matt Dufty to the Warrington Wolves. Um, Matt Dufty, I, I don't know whether that's a loss or a gain, to be fair. That's no, um, a gain but... that he lost, yep. <laughs> it's uh, They've got Jack Hetherington. Uh, so they've lost him over to, I think he's gone over to the Knights, is it? Am I right? Yep, he's or the with Eagles? The Knights. Yeah, cool. Um, Josh Jackson's retired. Jeremy Marshall-Kings to the Dolphins. Brent Naden to the Tigers. Aaron Shoup to the Gold Coast Titans. Sia Manafarni has gone overseas to the Super League. Joe Stimson to the Titans. Paul Vaughan to the Warrington Wolves. And my favorite, Brandon Wakeham, the next Benji Marshall, straight (laughs) to the West Tigers in the Orange, mate. So I'm very excited about that one. So that's a big loss for them, I think. Um, Mate, 1-17 is lining up. So there's a bit of um, bit of news at the moment, obviously, that has come out on Twitter and on social media that Hayes Perham is going to be the starting fullback this year. And we spoke a little bit about why we think that's going to be. We're not going to touch on that again for the Bulldogs pod. Uh, but if you want to go back and have a look... At uh, the video that we did on our team release. It was probably a couple of days ago now. Um, on top of that video, you can comment on that video and subscribe to our YouTube channel and go in the running to win a $50 buy in spot into an NRL Supercoach competition. So make sure you do that. Um, so, Hayes Perham at fullback. We've got Jacob Caraz and Josh Addo on the wings. We've got Jake Avarillo, who's been shafted from fullback and moved into <laughs> the centers. Uh, we've got Paul Alamotti, who's a very big, cheapy talking point we're going to touch on later in the centres on the... I'd say he's probably going to be right centre. We've got in the halves, we've got Matt Burton and Kyle Flanagan. Uh, We've got Luke Thompson and Max King at prop. We've got Reed Marnie, who's coming across from the Eels. He's going to be at hooker. Uh, We've got Raymond Fatala-Mariner and Viliami Kikau in the second row. Ryan Sutton at lock. And then we've got on the bench Farmanu Brown as a utility. We've got Tavita Pangai Junior at the moment, who could easily probably start at lock to be fair, but we've got him on the bench. Uh, we're not sure how they're going to go with that. And then the last two we've got Andrew Davy and Franklin Pele may slot onto the bench. So there's a, a number of ways that that could go about. But that's the way that we see the 17 lining up. Maddie, what do you see him finishing? Do you see him improving?
0: Yeah, I do see him improving, but I'm not going to go all out like I've seen some guys go out and say, they're making the eight, they're going to make a run for it. Yeah, I see him finishing at 10th, bit of an improvement, um, an improved side, and uh, yeah, they'll wait for Stephen Crichton next year and improve even further going into next year. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I think 11th. um, I agree with you, they're definitely... A better squad you're a better team but we need to take into consideration when we're looking at this ladder that you've got roosters panthers cowboys eels sharks Rabbitoh, storm broncos raiders manly ahead of them and when you look at those squads it's really hard to argue against a brand new squad looking for cohesion that are going to take a few weeks to get going we need to remember that there's a lot of moving parts a lot of different positions a lot of players that need to find combinations um, that's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to be able to click your fingers and see that happen. So we need to remember that it's going to take some time for these guys to get uh, get their act together. So,
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, but, yeah, starting at number one, I reckon Hayes Perham, I reckon, uh, yeah, you want to get him in your team. He's 20-odd percent owned. Boom, uh, Cut dude. you out. 20-odd 20, 20 percent owned, and I'd want him in my team. And Gus Gould, he can pick him. He can pick a talent a mile away, and – Them choosing Perrim over Avarillo was a big call. I don't think Avarillo was that bad last year. Uh, And I would be looking at Avarillo had he won the number one jersey. But, yeah, let's do it. Lock him in your teams. It's a gamble at 370K that I am very willing to take. Yeah,
1: he's in my team at the moment. It's pretty lock and load, really, when you see a fullback, a young fullback that's touted to be a, a really good player. Uh, and that's picked by Gus Gould. We've mentioned it over and over. I think you've, you've talked about it about three separate times on previous podcast episodes <laughs> that he knows how to pick them. Yeah, so, let's try um, it. It's hard to argue against Gus, mate. Um, so I agree. I hate Perham's in my team. Another guy who's in my team is Matt Burton, who is my boom. So I've, I've talked about him enough. I'm kind of, I don't want to, for, for our regular listeners, I don't want to continue to beat the same drum about the same guys over and over and over again. I understand <laughs> that it can be repetitive. Um, he is 39% owned. So he's very popular. He's got a 56 break even. I think he should cover that. And the first 10 rounds last year, he averaged 45. The next 10 rounds, he averaged 78. That's kind of where I'll leave it. Uh, I don't think I really need to talk too much about that. It took him time to get used to this lineup last year, and it'll take him more time to happen again. I don't know whether fading him to start is a good option. Um, I don't think he's the right antipod that you're looking for. I think he's a guy that you can just lock and load all year. Um, he's got good connections with Josh Adokar and obviously having kick out when he's side is going to help him. So, yeah, he's he's my boom for sure, mate. Yeah. Um, is he in going your team? In,
0: yeah, he is in my team. And going with antipods, much like how we spoke about with Josh Schuster on the last show, if I antipod a guy, I want to be saving a little bit more than this. He's tremendous value, and that's why he's well owned. Like I am, any potting Cameron Munster because you know if Burton scores twenty points less than Cameron Munster, I'm still there and thereabouts because I've spent that two hundred and fifty grand elsewhere. Um, I'm any potting Nico Hines mainly because I can't afford it, but also at nine hundred k, it's hard to get around it at five hundred ninety five k. Like, some of the other guys around 5'8 that are worth that sort of money, like Matt Burton is a talent, he's young, and he only seems to be trending upwards, and
1: I want him in my team. Yep, yeah, got to be. Got to be. Mate, let's move on to our busts. It's definitely a no for me, dog. Kick us off.
0: I absolutely could not believe it when I saw that Reed Barney was 8% owned. Um, he's gone from a good team to a worse one. Like... <laughs> I don't know. He could average 56 and 0.7 PPM in a parrot outfit. What says that he's going to do more in this team? Like really nothing. Uh, You can argue that he does a little bit more playmaking. Uh, I think it'll be great for the doggies. I think that he might get 55 and make 55 tackles. And that's where he gets his points from. He's a great
1: addition for football, not for super coach. Where do you sit on that? I oh, completely agree. I was looking through this lineup going, hmm, how can I go against Matty or how can I find another different <laughs> bust? And this is the guy that just he just stands out like dog's balls. Um, Fifty six Is 56 what you're really looking for at the hooker position or in any position? You're looking for upside, right? When, we, when I look at teams, I, I'm personally looking for upside. I'm like, is this guy underpriced? Is this guy going to have an extra 10, 15 points per game? Uh, can I make money out of this guy or can I keep him in my team all year? None of those things I can do with Reed money. So 56 is what I'm looking
0: for, for a guy that I pay three to 400 K for. This yeah. guy's at an almost premium price and has zero upside Oh it's okay, he's part of the seven captain squad or whatever they named the <laughs> other day. <laughs> I, I
1: could not stop laughing at that. Like, so the, just, the, just t- name the, the whole team. The Tigers had five captains uh, last year, and look how that went for them. So, yeah, fan- uh, fantastically. We, we moved one of them on James Tarmio and now he's riding the bench uh, back in North Queensland. So... They dropped three spots for every captain they had, actually. So. <laughs> they did. Mate, I wish we were second. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, I agree. money um, not a good option at all. Absolutely yeah, not. Don't. Um, Absolutely
0: like just screams trap. And he's eight percent owned. There is almost one in ten people that have him in his team. Don't get too spicy with it. Like just
1: save yourself a hundred K and add Brandon Smith. I agree with you on the fact that people are probably trying to outthink the room a little bit. They're trying to go against the popular hooker options like um Harry Grant, Brandon Smith. Reese Robson, um, Tanner Boyd. Like those are your four guys. Either you go and cheap at hooker and you go on Brandon Smith, Tanner Boyd and freeing up cash elsewhere to go Primo elsewhere in other positions. You probably go and Nico and Cleary. And if you've got that um, or you go going Robson and cheese or you go on grant and cheese um, or you go and grant. And uh, I don't know whether you'd fade cheese. That makes no sense. So that, those are your three yeah. options at hooker. Don't go anywhere else. There's no point. There's absolutely no point in looking at guys like Reed Marnie unless you're you want to finish 70,000th. <laughs> hooker
0: isn't where I'm antipotting. <laughs> no, hook hooker's too important. Yeah. Like, I might antipot at
1: second row, but not at hooker. Yeah. That's enough Ray money talk. <laughs> Smoky mate, you got one of the more popular guys on your list here that you're backing for a bigger year than last year. Yeah, um, I was surprised when
0: I saw that he was um, at a, priced at a 50 average, and it's the Fox. Look, I'm not sure anyone can argue that the doggies didn't get better. Uh, Yeah, they have a lot more talent. Another year of Matty Burton. Uh, He's one of the best players. Uh, We saw what he could do with other really good five eights and halves when he played for the Storm. And, yeah, I can see him stepping up. He's going to get better ball. He's going to get more points. Um, Expect rocks or diamonds. If you find yourself down and want to put a VC on someone. Yeah. I could get around putting it on the Fox and jumping up a few spots. Um, how many guys have you seen that have scored 178 in a game, but I had a look at his lowest score and he scored seven in a game.
1: Like the ultimate rocks are diamonds, bloke. Yeah. Him and Alex Johnston sit in the same mold for me. Um, but the difference is that Fox is on a worse team now. You know that Johnston's going to get some tries. He's going to go on a run at some point in the year. I'm not sure whether Fox does, but I agree with you this year. This year's the year. If Fox is going to have a breakout year, it's going to be because Matt Burton's better. It's going to be because Filiami Kikau is the guy on the inside dragging all of the defenders in and freeing up the space on, for him on the outside. So there's there's a lot to like about the Fox this year. Um I can't argue against it, but you've got to be one of those guys that loves a roller coaster. I'm not a, I'm not a guy to go on a lot of roller coasters when I go to the theme parks, but, mate, if you're an adrenaline junkie and you're, like, riding the 178s and the 7s, um, it's still an 85 to 90 average if you do that every every two weeks. So I'm more than happy to do that if he breaks out a 170 every second game.
0: Yeah, it'd be really good to get him on some of those good games. But, yeah, it has terrible base. Um, could have absolute stinkers if the doggies start going downhill. But if the doggies reach that top eight, which some people are talking about, yeah, Josh Adakar is going to score a lot of tries. Absolutely. Yeah, the Fox could be on.
1: Mate, I've gone a bit of a different direction. I've gone with one of their um, one of their forwards. Um, I've gone with Luke Thompson. Now, this is probably a guy that not many people are looking at. I actually didn't write down his percentage of ownership, but I'm going to quickly check it right now before we... Um, before we move forward, unless you can do it quicker than yeah, me. Yeah, I'll are. grab it for you, man. Um, so he's 512,000. He's dual position front row, second row. And, and he's only 4% a- owned. And he's 4% owned. Okay, perfect. So he's only averaged 48.7 last year. 48.7, like that's a, that's a poor year. When you consider in comparison to 2021, Luke Thompson averaged 66.5. Now, I know, again, we've talked about comparing to 2021 as being an issue, and we know that it was an uptick. We know that everybody scored higher. But when we look at forwards, I feel like this is a bit more of a reliable comparison in comparison to the guys that score heavily, like your halves, your full backs, your 5 eights. He averaged 1.2 ppm in 2021. So I could easily see him averaging 60-plus if he actually gets starting prop minutes, which he's predicted to do. So... Um, Playing 56 minutes in 2021 and averaging that amount of points, 66.5, is, is huge. And he only scored three tries, so there's not a lot of attacking stats there. His base stats and evade stats are quality. He averaged 31 tackles and 10 runs a game. So can he recreate that in 2023? Uh, this guy's at 4% owned. I mean, there's some people catching on, a very small amount. But he could be a guy, if you're looking in the second row or the front row especially, which is very sparse for good players, quality front row forwards at the moment. Um, You probably could look at him as a guy that might set you apart from the rest of the pack when we see these cookie cutter squads start to appear in round one.
0: Yeah. When I look at that, what I think about most is like hedging your bets. He's not going to average less than that. Like I cannot see him averaging less. Like it's almost all base. He's just going to go out there and get your 48 to 50, but like you said, the upside, the upside could be there. Like if he finishes on, on 60 and gets you 50 every week in that front row and you've, you've paid
1: your 500, yeah, you're going to be a happy man. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I like him. Um, so just for anybody who doesn't know how to find out how someone's priced for this season. What you do is you go and get their price and you divide it by 10500 So every single point that someone's priced at is worth $10,500 to start the season. Obviously, as we go into the season, that changes based on break-evens and based on a lot of other facts. At the moment, Luke Thompson's based and priced at a 48.7 average. So like Matty said, do you see him doing worse? I absolutely don't. If it, made, if he's getting 50 minutes, he's scoring 60 points. So that that's a guy I'd consider for sure.
0: Yeah. The, the doggies have a few guys like there's a few question marks on Philly army kick out coming in and at 686 K I think he's a guy that a lot of people aren't looking at. And I think Tavita Pangai junior with so many question marks with, if he's out of favor with some of these guys that they've coming in, like will kick out, take some of these minutes. I think this whole forward pack will be a little bit of a watch this space, but there's a lot of talent in there. And if one guy can stand out from the pack, whether it be Pangai, whether it be Kickout, whether it be Luke Thompson, or whether it be Max King, even though I find him a boring meat and potatoes sort of player, like if one of those guys can pop up and, you know, be get that 10-point uptick,
1: I'd be very happy to have a dogs forward. Yeah, absolutely. Mate, let's move on to our cheapies. Yeah,
0: let's have a look. Take us, um, t- take us away. But- Paul Alamotti is 36% owned. Uh, there's nothing spicy there. Um, he's cheap center wing that's emerged. And at 200K, he really lets me bolster my team in other positions. He's only 19. I just really hope that he gets a run. run. It's one of those, you know, we're just going to be waiting for teamless Tuesdays. Um, you know, Avarillo's going to be in there somewhere. They're not going to drop Avarillo out of the side. Oh, look, I could even see him lining up at fullback really and, just creating a schmuzzle everywhere. But if you search for Paul Alamotti highlights, you can see him shrug off about five defenders in the New South Wales Cup against the Rabbitohs. Um, yeah, Gus signed him to a two-year deal. He can pick them. Um, yeah, it's a wait and see. 200K, no-brainer. Put him in your team. Bolster your spots elsewhere. Um, let's do it.
1: Let's ride the wave. Yeah. Mate, have you seen photos of the bloke at training for the Bulldogs? He <laughs> looks like he should be competing at the Arnold's. <laughs> um, he's a he's absolute huge. monster he's a at big center boy at center. He could do some damage. Absolutely. Could do some damage. 19 years old, mate. If I, mate, he, he looks like 35. Oh, he, um, 200 K. Yeah, mate. I'll be avoiding him like the plague. If that's the case. <laughs> um, no, but I, I must admit though, i I, I'm going to kill myself by doing this, but like, I'm, I'm looking at Talakai if T Wilton is on the left edge, which is going to happen. Not going to start the year with him, that's for sure. No, no, but, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm going to have to add that soundbite in. But <laughs> uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to I'm going to hurt myself again. So, mate, um, Franklin Pele is my guy. Uh, I've been up. on him since preseason. He scored 11 tries in 20 games in the New South Wales Cup. Um, big boy, Tamalolo clone. Um, I don't like comparing young players to really quality high-tier players, but... When you look at him, you just see a young Jason Talmalolo. The way that he runs is always 100%. He carries bugs on his back. He makes busts through the middle. He's a really exciting player as well, Um, and and he's a big try scorer. So how can you not like that? The problem is with Pelé, I don't really see him lining up in the 17. So he might be a a guy that you're going to have to look at later. I feel like he's probably going to be a guy we will get in at some point during the year as a downgrade option. Would you say he's Um, a Ruby K watch this space? Uh, mate, it might even, we might even need to come up with another phrase because he's more than a watch this, he's, it's not even a watch this space now, it's a watch this space a little bit later in the season. So we might need to speak with Rob and see whether he can come up with another saying for somebody who's not quite ready yet, but might be ready halfway through. He's He's got it all old Rob over there in the he AFL does. show, so. He does, I love it, I love it. So uh, I guess yeah, that's a good little segue into making sure that if you're an AFL fan, if you're a dual code kind of dual sports guy and you love following the NRL but you know your AFL as well. Make sure you go and head over and listen to our AFL podcast with the boys over in the AFL show. So Rob Kennedy, Mick Dell and, and Justin Herbie are absolutely killing it over there, mate. I've listened to a few of their podcasts and I feel like I'm going to win the fifty thousand this year in the AFL Supercoast. That's that's how good I feel. You know what I'm excited about?
0: Just said that he's about to cut sick. He's uh yeah he's he's listened to mcdell and he's thought about it a bit and he's gonna he's gonna rip apart the uh the old stats man
1: so i'm excited to see that <laughs> oh the big horse the big horses is. Uh, i don't know whether he's gonna let that happen but we'll see um <laughs> mate last little shout out for the bulldogs uh you got a bit of a statement to make about the bulldogs what are your thoughts
0: yeah um firstly i just wanted to shout out the uh the old gatton hawks our uh, our home club brandon clark got a uh got a signing so if there's an injury to read Marnie in there i'm hoping he gets a run um so yeah go the mighty gatton hawks um but i think the mid like super coach wise the bulldogs are just one of those teams like that we could just keep talking about they're a mid-tier side um that's trending in the right direction so it gives you those really good top tier blokes that can make the next step. Um, But also with all the guys that they've lost, um, yeah, all these cheapies are emerging that could be, you know, the mid-tier guys in the following year. They could be worth 300,000, you know. Hayes Perum could be more than Turbo was at the start of next year. Like Turbo at 577. Like let's look at Tessie New being worth 596K. Tell me... Hayes Perham can't knock out Tessie New stats
1: because that's not very hard. Um, look, if it's Hayes Perham a... is in the Tessie New mold, you're not picking him.
0: <laughs> he's still worth 500K. That's the worst thing. Supercoach has done him dirty. That made him think that he's a decent football player. The uh, the Dolphins fell for the trap. Um, but it's just one of those teams that are rising. It's the perfect spot to look for Supercoach. Yeah, you're going to have a few doggies in your team. Uh, what do you reckon? Yeah. What's your hot take?
1: Yeah, no, I like them. I mean, they're a team that I've got them coming 11th, but they could easily push for the eight. Let's face it. They're a good team. They've got good players. They've got good lineups. They've got a good squad. Like, And and obviously, they've got a good coach. Cameron Serraldo come across from the Panthers after watching two premierships and watching a, a quality squad, a quality lineup take out two, champ, two premierships in a row. <sighs> they've paid him big money. They back him. They believe in him. He's going to feel that. He's going to have Gus Gould on his back. I feel like these guys can contend. Now, in saying that, we haven't mentioned the buys yet, which are round 13, 17, and 23. So it's a really awkward middle of the year. It's going to be really stop-start for them. And I think we need to keep that in, in mind. So round three is your first major buy round, which isn't ideal to have a guy or two or even three guys because we talked about how popular these guys are. If you've got two or three of these guys in your team come buy around round 13 and you've got another few teams that have got the buy in round 13, which is a major buy, you're in trouble. So, we need to keep in mind that these buyers may be awkward through the middle of the year. 13, 17, 23, it's a, that's a 10, you, you've got seven out of 10 games there. So, I'd be coming up with some sort of plan there to make sure that you manage that well. I probably wouldn't be going with more than two Bulldogs players through that period in the middle of the year. Um, so, worth thinking about. But in saying that, when we look at the buy, uh, sorry, when we look at the, the draw in general, the first four rounds are tough. They're really tough. But the next four rounds after that are the best in the comp. So do you fade some Bulldogs guys in your first four rounds and then go, yep, round five, welcome to my team. Uh, and then just enjoy that best four rounds in the competition and cash in some points at that point. Um, I, I could argue that there's worse options out there to play it that way. Yeah.
0: Round five could be, could be great to get doggies players in. Um, I've got a couple to start. Um, yeah, I'm not too worried about Seraldo. He's sort of grabbed his favorite Panthers players and, took him Took him on board and yeah, brought him home to uh, to Canterbury. Yeah, I think that'll be good.
1: Yeah, Penrith don't have a non compete in place, by the sounds of things. He's, uh, Cameron Serraldo's <laughs> just gone and go. Yeah, I'll take you, and I'll take you, and I'll take <sighs> you. Thanks for coming. So uh, exciting times for the uh, for the Bulldogs, but not so much for the Panthers. But um, uh, let's wrap up, mate. Let's th- wrap up the doggies there. Um, yeah let's let's
0: just keep loading on with these team lists. Um, I'm excited to get into the positions. Let's go through these lower tier guys because uh, yeah, this is where the excitement stops really. Um, yeah, we've we'll finished the last few teams and uh, yeah wrap them up.
1: In my, keep in mind, we'll keep these next. Uh, I think we've got what five teams left. We'll keep these floor, bottom five teams relatively short, but there will be a little bit of gold in them. Uh, I still think there are some players to pick up. So make sure to tune in. Make sure to watch those episodes. Leave us a comment. Flick us a follow um, at Molten Fantasy Sports on all your social media and uh, on all your podcast platforms. And we will see you next time for the next team preview. Thanks, guys. Let's do it.